When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. So that was the big story in the NFL yesterday. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speakers, download the podcast. Aaron Rodgers going back and forth with an MVP voter, Hub Arkish. It's spelled Arkush if you want A-R-K-U-S-H, but pronounced apparently Arkish, Hub Arkish, said that after, um, after Arkish said he wasn't going to vote for Rodgers for MVP, Rodgers responded the way you just heard. But the story of the day in the NFL today, Rodgers, already yesterday's news, going to be Antonio Brown. Last night, A.B. Released, released a statement that in part read... And I quote, I took a seat on the sideline and my coach came up to me very upset and shouted, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I told him, it's my ankle. But he knew that. It was well documented and we had discussed it. He then ordered me to get on the field. I said, coach, I can't. He didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, you're done, while he ran his finger across his throat. Coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, then I was done with the Bucks. This is much more, more coherently written and a lot of what appears on, on AB's social media. <laughs> so, guys, uh, this morning, AB has been tweeting. And these, I believe, AB has been tweeting. Uh-oh. Like, AB has been tweeting, including stre- screenshots of texts AB is portraying he has of Bruce Arians. Here's what the uh, initial text reads, okay? Uh, Bru- this is B.A., so this is supposedly Bruce Arians texting him. Make sure you're ready to go tomorrow. We are not, we are not, are not, all caps, resting for the playoffs. Then he texts, call me. So that first one was at 5.14 p.m. December 30th. Then on Friday, 12.29 p.m., call me. Then on Friday, 2.14 p.m., he sends back to coach. I'm all in, coach. Really can't. Get to full speed. I want to win. Want to be there if I wake up tomorrow. Feel better. I'll be ready. Kind of rolled it outside on two-point play. I want what's best for team. Let me know. When you're free, I'll call you. And then Bruce Arians, according to this text, come see me in the morning. We'll talk it out. Definitely want you with us in case you're ready. And then A.B. likes that um, text. So, here we are, guys. Uh, A.B., by the way, also tweeted a screenshot of the text message exchange with famously Tom Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero. But uh, apparently, A.B. has since deleted that one. Um, It contained not only an exchange of A.B., 
asking for apparently $100,000 that he'd paid Alex Guerrero to train him back, or at least half of it back, and then Guerrero responding, no problem, if you don't want to work anymore. The text exchange, which I had read, which I have read, I don't know, before it was deleted apparently uh, a few minutes ago, seemed to me like A.B. was saying, like, it's your fault, and Guerrero was kind of saying, well, if you don't want to work with me, no problem. But apparently that text also contained A.B.'s uh, <laughs> bank info. Wait, it was A.B.'s bank info? I Evan? don't know. I'm just laughing, man, because all these different text messages and exchanges and information, he's put bank accounts out there. It's yeah, because just... Alex tweeted, te- Alex texted A.B. like, where do you want me to send it? Send me the account info. And then the next thing you saw was a routing number and account info. So my, like, you know, my journalism skills lead me to believe that that was A.B.'s info. But it was deleted, so I, maybe we'll never know. I definitely believe it was all A.B. who sent the last two texts we just described, for sure. He, I don't know, the like, Key, one of the things about A.B. that that turns me off to the guy, like, to his personality, is stuff like what he, what he did to Juju Smith-Schuster when he posted on social media, um, something that Juju had sent them when Juju was still in college, like admiring A.B. I was thinking, wait, A.B., you think that makes you look good and, and Juju look bad? Or when he's done that also with people in his personal life, that he, that he only posts, you would think, to portray them in a negative light. But anyone, I think, with common sense looking at it would be like, but A.B., this makes you look bad, not the other person. You know what I mean? And here... This yeah, is kind of like classic AB. I'm going to post stuff meant to make the other person look bad. Well, what did I say at the top of the show three and a half hours ago or whatever, three hours ago? I said when we first had the conversation about AB, first thing I said is wait till you start posting things that yeah. people, you know, the receipts. And because it's typical AB, um, whether or not he's looking at it as it, it makes him look bad, I don't know that, right? Maybe he thinks. Look, this is the proof. This is what they do to me. This is this is what it is. And and he even alluded to the fact of something like I'm paying a, a, a my quarterback trainer a hundred thousand dollars to not do his job. And so he's trying to send a message to people that are paying attention to it. In fact, some of the stuff that he talked about with his ankle uh, and his statement that whether he wrote it, somebody else wrote it, who I, I don't know, but in the statement. He is certainly um, pointing the finger at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Bucs haven't yet commented on anything that A.B. has said. They're not even responding at this moment in time. I'm sure at some point uh, in the next several days, if not by the time we get off the air, the Bucs will say something. They're not just going to continue to let him go at him. I'm sure, uh, on you know the information that's out there because it doesn't look good for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Bruce Arians if, in fact, what A.B. is saying about that ankle is correct. Yeah, Jay, I'm not saying that these make A.B. look bad, as posts have in the past. These are receipts from his point of view. But is there anything well, like what, well, what the bank account and routing number one is? That's, that's, he's doing that to himself, <laughs> like, right? I don't even know like, what that is. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I think he did that accidentally, right? The, the, accidentally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in other words, like that happened to be in a, in a, in a post meant to show other stuff. Unfortunately for him, also, he put his routing number and everything there. But, uh, but Jay, it seems to me like he's, he's proving if it is Arians texting him, and okay, let's say it is, uh, that they were aware, coach was aware that he was hurt. Was there anything wrong with a coach telling a dude, all right, if you can't get out and play, then you're done? 
I mean, look, this whole thing for me is um, there, there's a lot of history here with Antonio Brown. And, and I, I, it's, it's hard for me just to kind of look over Max and Key. Even if I, was, if I were livid, right, understanding who somebody is, like the fact that he took off his shirt and ran off the field, Key. <laughs> like I, I, my brain just goes back to that moment because there's a part of me, I, like, and I was like, you, Max, I need to see more receipts that he keeps coming out and, and saying, hey, this is actually the story because I – there could be something there, right? When he goes to New York and if a doctor shows you the MRI and there's a bone sticking, you know, out, that, that, that has to be painful, extremely painful. But then I'm like, well, why are you jogging off the field? But then you say it's adrenaline. It just seems like it's like a Netflix series. It feels like it's a Netflix series. <laughs> Does he, do you think he takes it? It's the, hard for me to decipher what the hell's going on. Now we're talking about it. If coach says, fine, you're done. Then is there anything in you guys that says, okay, my re- you want me to take off this uniform? I'm taking it off right here. Well, I'm see, done. I've been in a situation where I'm like, man, my, it's killing me. And Coach said, can you go? I'm like, no, I'm toe up. They say, okay, you're done for the day. And that's it. It's not we're cutting you. And so I don't know the communication on the sideline. People that I talk to in Tampa Bay that I know that play on the team, they just basically said, B.A. basically was like, you know, get the blankety blank out of here. But that was in the heat of a game, emotions, losing to the Jets. So I don't know if Bruce Arians was saying it as a definitively, we're cutting your ass, Mm. get away from me. I don't know that. that, I don't know that he was saying it like like that. Like you're done in this game. You've been been alluding to this kind of for, you know, all show, and I, I haven't really caught it until just now. In other words, what may have happened is AB failed to properly contextualize what Arians was saying, and now he's framing it like he got cut from the team where it just may have been a thing where coach was hot, they're trying to win a game, they're losing to a bad team, and he's like, get out of here, you're done then, and, and A.B. kind of took that out of context? Yeah, it's like, like kind of like, I, you're, you're done, I'm done with you, like, go, get, you know, like, get, 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 go sit down on the bench somewhere. But you also got to be Bruce Arians and know you're dealing with a very – delicate situation when you're dealing with AB. You got to handle it with white gloves. And if you don't handle it a certain way, you see what happened. Jersey off in the tunnel. Now, to Jay's point, you're jogging off, but you're not running off. He's not going at 40 miles an hour, stopping on a dime, changing direction. He's doing some jumping jacks, light jumping jacks, and a light jog in the tunnel. And I know from a fan's perspective, the eyeballs are looking at us and we look like he can play. Well, that doesn't mean you can play. Dude's walking around all day long with tore up kneecaps and broken bones and stuff, and it looked like that they're fine until you ask them to actually do some sort of sudden movement, and they can't. So I think that that's kind of the discrepancy that you get with the A-B situation. I just I, – I, I laugh at the text because it's like, come on, man. Like, who is around you that just – won't you just go and chill right <laughs> just, now? Yeah, just relax. Uh, you know what, Key? You're looking at this from Bruce Arians' perspective. Like, I, I often try to empathize with people and say, okay, if I were putting myself in the shoes of Bruce Arians – and we've said this because when all this stuff originally happened uh, with A.B. about the whole vaccination card, right, we had made the point on our show that, hey, look, for the most part, 
publicly, I don't know what was happening internally, feels like AB's been quiet. He got a Super Bowl ring. Feels like the tables had turned for him a little bit. But if you're Bruce Arians, if there's some smaller things that maybe have not became public with AB and the franchise, little things, doesn't it have to be exhausted, like exhaustive, like to a degree where you're like, man, it just, I'm, I'm just, we're always dealing with something. We're always dealing right. with so something. If, so if this dude can't yeah. get on the field, good riddance. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it does become exhausting because you, you, you backed it up. You got him in with Tom Brady. You won the Super Bowl. You re-signed him. Some things happened with the chef. You moved on from that. The vaccination card, you moved on from that. You brought him back to help you win the Super Bowl. Now you're dealing with this again. So in the end, you know, it's like, well, we don't want to deal with it. But there's some history there. AB's text, <clears throat> by the way, with Alex Guerrero are back. They're on his Instagram story, but he's covered up the bank account info. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Joe Fortenbaugh is with us on the Goodyear Hotline. Let's get you ready for week 18 in the NFL. I don't think there's a single part of the Dallas Cowboys that I trust. Do I trust the Dallas Cowboys? They tricked us last week, man. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Dallas over this last stretch has shown us this is who they're going to be on offense right now. I can trust their defense, Chris. They're great, but I can't expect this offense to be something they have not been for a while now. Welcome, Joe. Happy New Year. <laughs> We're going to be doing this for a while, aren't we, Max? That's Happy right. well, New Year to I said you it to you well. on TV, but not the radio yet. <laughs> How so here long we go. do you keep it going? I'm going to keep it going until April. Yeah. Until April? It's a joke that they, uh, that they do on the show. <laughs> oh, okay. it's well, a good, I, by the I way, I love it. it. Sorry. Happy New Year till April. Uh, Larry David would have a conniption if he found out about this. Just joke. to see people's faces when you do it. Like, that's the reason why those little joys in life to just mess with other people on a very small level. Okay, I kind of like it now. <laughs> Joe, let's uh, start week 18 with Dallas as seven-point favorites at Philadelphia. The over-under is 43 points. So Dallas opens minus three, and it jumps all the way up to minus seven because of the announcement that Philly's dealing with a COVID outbreak. And we're talking about a lot of starters here. Top two running backs, guys on the offensive line, defensive line, and in the secondary, coupled with the fact that Philly doesn't have anything to play for here. There's no guarantee a win improves any sort of playoff positioning. So what, what, why bother? So it looks like Dallas should come in and roll, right? But now we find out Micah Parsons isn't going to play. And you start to get the idea that this could turn into an exhibition. What's the risk-reward scenario for Dallas, right? If they win this game, does it do a whole lot for them? They could end up sitting their players. So if you want to get ahead of the market here, I'd advise playing Philly on the money line at plus 250 because I think at some point Dallas might say, you know what, we got nothing to play for here, and this would put you well ahead of that number. Dallas has certainly clinched their division. They do have a little bit to play for, but a lot of things have to happen for them to get the number two seed in the NFC. So having it somewhat as an exposition game wouldn't be far-fetched. I can't necessarily see them doing that because they do need work in certain parts of their units. If, in fact, they do what they're supposed to do, they should get out of Philly with a win. All right, we got Cincinnati at Cleveland. Minus six over under 38 points, Joe. 
Another one of these games where you got to pay close attention to how teams are going to approach week 18. This is a very funky week. Cleveland opened as a three-point favorite. At one point, some shops had Cincinnati as a small favorite. Then the word came out that Joe Burrow wasn't going to play. Joe Mixon's going to be out for this game. And now Cleveland is laying six. Will the Browns show up, though? That's what you got to ask yourself. The Browns are out of contention. Baker Mayfield's going to undergo surgery. You're talking about laying six points here. The total in this game dropped from 44 to 38. This all the way around is a stay away from me. I don't think either team has motivation to win the game. I'm not putting my money on this one as of right now. Well, when you look at the situation, I think when you talk about what's up for them in the Indianapolis Colts, the Colts got to certainly feel like that they need to just continue to win this football game. Although the Jacksonville Jaguars, they should be able to run over them, but you still have an opportunity to show something before you try to make a strong playoff run. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by five and a half. The over-under is 41 and a half points. A lot of variables here, right? A lot of variables. Baltimore opens five and a half, holds at five and a half. Is Lamar Jackson going to play? That's one of the first questions we have to try to assess, number one. Number two, what's the emotional state of the Steelers coming into this game? On one hand, you could say, hey, it's Ben Roethlisberger's last game. It's against his arch nemesis, the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to rise up and we're going to play well in this spot. After all, Mike Tomlin in the underdog role has been a fantastic bet since he came into the NFL. But then you ask yourself, wait a minute. These guys just played Monday night. It was the home, home finale for Ben Roethlisberger. Everyone got up for that game. Perhaps there's a little bit of a letdown here. Perhaps. I don't know if I'm buying into that because the Steelers technically still have a chance to get to the playoffs. Total went from 42 to 41. I may be looking at the under here. Yeah, when you talk about Pittsburgh with a slight sliver of a chance to make it into the playoffs, they've got to come in against their arch rival on the Baltimore Ravens, maybe minus Lamar Jackson. And even if you do get a Lamar Jackson, he will be a banged-up Lamar Jackson. You certainly want to show the Baltimore Ravens that you are a team that is on the cusp of trying to make it to the playoffs, and you're going to play your damnness to get in. Baltimore, on the other hand, also has to show Pittsburgh as an arch rival that we will stop you from trying to get in, but I do think Pittsburgh somehow sneaks past Baltimore. All right, Joe, the Indianapolis Colts, well, Indianapolis, excuse me, 15-half point favorite over Jacksonville over under 44. Indy needs the win. It's been sitting at around 16 for most of the week. That's a monster point spread. They need to win to get into the playoffs. Jacksonville has lost eight straight games since they upset the Buffalo Bills. They've lost those eight straight games by an average of 17 points per game. They're getting absolutely rolled. Like, there was a thought process that once Urban Meyer was out of the equation, maybe these guys would show up for a week. Uh Uh-uh. They went ahead and lost three straight ever since that happened. I don't know... If I want to go out there laying 16 points, considering Jacksonville has been feisty against the Colts in the past, the Colts team total is 28 points. I might bet that Indianapolis scores more than 28 points in this game and just isolate Indianapolis in that situation. Indianapolis certainly can score. When you think about Carson Wentz and crew, you got the Jonathan Taylor on the ground, Michael Pittman Jr., but the defensive side of the ball needs to continue to play well. So when the time comes and they need that unit to step up, this is a test of time against the Jacksonville Jaguars that they can do it. Although Jacksonville is a struggling football team, much like you mentioned, you still got to take them to the woodshed and take care of business in the last game of the year. San Francisco at divisional rival Los Angeles. Los Angeles, four-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under, 44-and-a-half points, Joe. 
Yeah, keep an eye on this one. So the Rams open five and a half, and it immediately dips down as low as four, sitting at four and a half at some shops. Why? Well, number one, Kyle Shanahan and the Niners tend to own Sean McVay and the Rams. The Niners have covered four of the last five against the Rams. They beat them earlier in the season. The Niners need to win to get into the postseason. I know there's a scenario where I guess if the Saints end up losing as well, the Niners get in, but you want to just handle your business here. For the Rams, you look at them and you say, yeah, it's been a pleasant winning streak. You know, they put together a lot of wins. I don't know if I'm buying that. Last week at Baltimore, they should have lost that game against the banged-up Ravens squad. The week before that, they should have lost in Minnesota. Matthew Stafford did everything he could to give that game away, but the Vikings couldn't cash in in the red zone. So do you want to lay that many points? There is a big question mark here as to whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be ready to go. And keep an eye on player props this week. This is a big angle. A lot of guys who are looking for contract bonuses, a lot of guys who are looking for milestones, Coaches may be incentivized to go ahead and force the ball to some of these players. Case in point, Cooper Cup, 1,829 receiving yards. He might have a huge day against a bad San Francisco secondary as McVay tries to push him for 2,000 yards. Mm, Yeah, that is a great note. Jimmy Garoppolo not possibly playing for the San Francisco 49ers against the Rams, although there's a couple scenarios that'll get the 49ers into the playoffs. The Rams don't want to limp into the playoffs. They want to come in on hitting on all cylinders You mentioned the fact that Matthew Stafford has tried to give games away over the last couple weeks. That is the one thing that he cannot afford to do, or San Francisco will extend their winning streak against the Rams. Okay. So, house money, guys. Let's let's get into it, because I want to know where where do we stand, Devin? Yeah, so it's been a while, right? Like, we haven't made any bets since week 15. You guys took two weeks off, so here we are. Uh, The last time you guys were together... Uh, Jay had won nine dollars and moved to one eleven twenty seven. Uh, Joe's at one ten seventy after uh, winning four fifty that week, and then Max, you won four seventy seven to get back to ninety seven fifty eight. Get money. Still has no money. So, go ahead, Joe. All right, three bets this week, laying five fifty to win $5. Number one will be the San Francisco 49ers plus 4.5 for all the reasons I laid out earlier. Kyle Shanahan seems to have Sean McVay's number. The motivation is certainly in San Francisco's court. Win, get into the playoffs, and you can push for the postseason. Uh, The Rams, like I said, shaky the last few weeks. I don't buy the win at Baltimore. I don't buy the win at Minnesota. I think they're a bit overvalued here. Pick number two, the Atlanta Falcons plus four and a half against the New Orleans Saints. Do you really want to lay four and a half points on the road? with a team in New Orleans against a divisional opponent that's averaging 13 points per game over their last six. That's a tall order. I know Atlanta hasn't been great this season. They are 3-3 and over their last six. I think they're going to show up and compete. I'll take the Falcons there. And then game number three, give me Pittsburgh plus 5.5 over Baltimore. Ben Roethlisberger's finale. I think if Lamar Jackson ends up getting ruled out for this game, the line's going to plummet. I'll take the Steelers. So Niners plus 4.5. Falcons plus four and a half, Steelers plus five and a half. Joe, not doing anything with the Titans? Not doing Titans and Texans? If it's over ten and a half, I'd probably look to the Texans there. If I could get ten in the hook, I'd look at them. They've been feisty down the stretch. They're looking to show up. They're looking to play. And I know Tennessee wants to get in, win to grab the one seed, and then get out. I think if they're up big late in that game, they may pull the starters to prevent any sort of risk. Back door's wide open there. All right, I'll just go five. I'll go 550 on Indy to cover. Uh, what Evan, I need to know, are we playing this in the playoffs too, or is this it? We are. Okay, so I don't have to go nuts. So otherwise, I'm back in for the playoffs, though. 
So otherwise, it starts new money. We'll oh, think. it starts new. So this is the end of this round. I need to know this is going to affect my bets. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is ridiculous. And you're changing the. I, how no. do I not get the update on that rule yeah, before I, I didn't make know the that, bets? Evan? I would have. I would have totally slow did. rolled this. Hold this on, is ludicrous. Hold, hold Look, Ke- Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Well, Keyshawn is broke, from what I understand. <laughs> I mean, if, if you guys want screenshots of the text, the text to Joe said regular season okay. finale. So if it's the regular season, well, but I, I just like, okay, you know what? Well, Forget about it. I'll just bet what I bet. We'll see what happens. Okay. You Kellerman, you should just go ahead and make one wager, your favorite wager for enough money to get past this. That's really the only player. It's double jeopardy. All right. So let's do uh, 30 bucks on Cincinnati over Cleveland. Bing, bong. Bing, bong. That's it. Yep. That's the one, huh? That's the one you're going with. No Joe Burrow, no Joe Mixon. Oh, wait. No, no, Bur- he, no said Burrow, yeah, no he said it. No takebacks. He said it. No takebacks on that. He's out. No, me, wait a minute. Me. Wait a minute. I'm <laughs> taking that right back. You say to put I'm all taking your that right back. No, I'm taking no, this is what I'm cannot. doing. He cannot rescind the retraction. Yes, I am. No, you cannot. 30 bucks. 30 bucks on Chargers over Raiders. 30 bucks on Chargers over Raiders. Oh, this is good. This is good. Okay. Much more on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, everybody. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear hotline are asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, who is the biggest threat to the Green Bay Packers in the NFC? The reason we ask is because Troy Aikman said on the Adam Schefter podcast that the Packers are not the runaway favorites. Everyone thinks they are. I don't think there is a real front runner in the NFC. I know a lot of people would say Green Bay. But I've covered a lot of Packers games, and they played some pretty average football teams and, and barely got out of those games with a win. I think Aaron Rodgers, of course, if he's not their quarterback, they lose a lot more of those games. But I think it is wide open in the NFC. Wow. And so even regardless of whatever you think of the way that Dallas has played here over the last six weeks, I, I think you could say the same things about Arizona, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles. Uh, and even even the Green Bay Packers. So, I, you know, it's funny. I really don't think everyone thinks the Packers are the runaway favorites. But, Key, it does seem to me that the Packers 
are the team without a glaring deficiency. They've been there before. They have an, a great quarterback. They are balanced in weight, right? Like, it seems to me that they just don't have a glaring weakness that you point to and go, that's the reason they're going to lose. But uh, uh, do you consider them the su- substantial favorites here? Yeah, and I think many people do. Uh, one is they have home field advantage in a tough place to play at that time of year. There's only one team right now that they would face that you would say is portable, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went in there a year ago doing COVID, no for real fans in the stands, limited capacity. It was a different, different, totally different situation. Where now the Buccaneers are hampered, banged up on the offensive side of the ball. They got a lot of injuries. You look at Arizona. You look at the Rams, two dome teams going all the way to Milwaukee in the freezing cold. San Francisco may be able to give them a run for the money, but we don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. Green Bay's defense is playing much better than it did beginning of the season and even last year with Joe Barry calling the defense. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP, lights out. So there's a lot to overcome going into Green Bay to try to win that football game. I didn't even mention the Philadelphia Eagles. So when you look at it, they are probably the runaway favorites in the in the conference. And Troy has a little – I mean, Troy's covering them. He's doing – he does a tremendous job at, at calling games and covering teams. But let's face it, he is a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, you know. I, I, I take that with a grain of salt. But there is something that just feels like with Dallas that is – Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, as they are, that you still feel the talent that they have, Max, that there could be a moment for them where if they figure it out, if it just happens where they figure it out, is that enough? Now, the way they finish their schedule, they beat up on teams that have been lesser teams. They've won the games they're supposed to win, but versus the more challenging teams they've lost down the stretch. And you wonder, can they do that versus the top-tier teams four games straight? But still, like, just the thought, of something, if it just hits, if it clicks, I think that's what makes you hold on a little bit grip-wise to the Dallas Cowboys. I agree, and to me the difference is, and this is nothing taking away nothing from Demarcus Lawrence or any of the good defensive players they have, the addition of Micah Parsons, who is just, he's unbelievable as a rookie. Now you have various impact players key at a high level on the defense. It does make me think of them differently. It makes me think of their chances uh, differently than I have in recent years. Well, that's why I said the one team out of all the teams in the NFC that's portable is the Dallas Cowboys. They got a front seven that can play. They can run the football with a strong offensive line. And they got a quarterback that can make some plays. So they're the one team in the NFC that could derail the Green Bay Packers, in my opinion. I understand Tom Brady. I get it. Never count him out. I understand. I know he went in there last year and won. This is a different year. And the buy, I think, team. also, like, you know, you get the buy in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And well, Green Bay had the buy last year. Yep. Yeah, no, but right. But, I mean, and this is one thing that helped Tom Brady for years, right? What you have to do once you get the buy is win a home game, and then you're in the championship game. That's all you got to do. Win one home game, and especially when you're the Packers and you have real home field advantage, it makes the road a lot easier. It's another huge contributing factor to the fact that they are the favorites. Kyrie is back for the Nets. Speaking of favorites, so what's next? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com Keyshawn, jay will the max espn radio sirius xm channel 80 your smart speaker your podcast guys let's not forget bucks won the title last year but kevin durant by himself they didn't have his help james harden was actually even just being out there was hurting the team he was not james harden he was out there like me on one leg, man. I mean, it was not good. And, and they came within a fraction of an inch of beating the eventual champions. So, obviously, the expectations, if these three dudes are together, even if it's two and a half because Kyrie's only there on road games, is the championship. Last night, I bring this up because Kyrie made a season debut. He's been ineligible for home games because of his vaccination status. Nets did not want a part-time player at first, but things have changed now, and Kyrie is back part-time. So here is what Kyrie had to say about chasing a title on Yes Network. Listen to this. We're a veteran-led group, and you know we know that we can get on each other a little bit more. We can challenge each other a little bit more, regardless of who's in the lineup. We got guys that want to play this game at a very high level, play a great brand of, uh, brand of basketball. And just leave it all out there. You know, we, we have so many people watching us. We have so many people that are doubting us at the same time. So, you know, the odds are stacked against us. But we want to come out here and put our stamp on every single game that we play. And if we get a chance to do that, I feel like we, we have a, a good chance to have a good result. It's going to tell you how I feel. I don't know this for a fact, but it feels this way. Have you ever met people that when you see them, there's just a, a major gravitational pull towards them, right? Now, if you ever met Kevin Durant, like there's a gravitational pull. Obviously, that's KD seven feet tall, the things he could do with the ball, spectacular, one of the greatest players you will ever see. But there's a different gravitational pull, Max and Key, to Kyrie. You, you feel like he is the missing link to this team winning a world championship. Yes, they could get very close. KD could score 55 points. James Harden hasn't been having the year he's typically had in the past. He could play better as well. But it just seems like that one ah, just kind of orbit-like gravitational pull is towards Kyrie and you just you felt that last night it just feels different when he's on the court with those other two key you know last year I mentioned the the series against the Bucks Nets beat him I'm looking at the scores because I remember them spanking the Bucks right when they had Kyrie no Harden just Kyrie and KD 115-107 game one 125-86 game two but timeout how about this even when they lost in Milwaukee they played defense, lost 86-83. I remember, Key, after that game, I'm like, oh, that's the best Milwaukee can do on a, net, on a night the Nets can't score. They play defense and barely lose. Oh, it's a wrap. And then Kyrie goes down, and it all comes apart. 
you think, based on what you've seen, Key, that they can make a championship run with him playing halftime? Yeah, they, they can because you got to figure, okay, so if he's playing 21 games, oh, well, we're just talking about the postseason. We're not even going to talk about the regular season because right. we already know they're going to the playoffs. Right. So if you go, you got – they're going to be the second seed, so most likely they're going to be the second, maybe the first. And you figured they're going to have home court advantage, which means that they can get those first couple games at home. They can steal one on the road and come back home and finish the deal. So, of course, they can. You know what's funny as you're saying that, Jay? Think about because it's what? It's 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Is that how it goes? Or is it? Or is it yeah. 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 So, you figure, you figure they're going to hold serve at home. And then with him back on the court on the road, that, that doesn't do anything but strengthen them. That's what I'm saying, Key. What you're saying, Jay, to me, what Key is saying is interesting because well, it's they like. They have a better record on the road thus far than they do at home. All the, and with Kyrie, all they have to do is split at home. Like if they split at home, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's the opposite yes. of how it usually is. If the Nets split at home, you're in trouble because now they've got the full squad on the road. And can you imagine how demoralizing that is? You're like, oh, yeah, we stole one in Brooklyn. Like, damn, but now they're bringing this dude in? You got to steal this dude one. Our home now? Now we got to steal. Now we're thinking we have to steal one at, at our home? place. We got to steal one at, at our place. It's such a mistake, but the sake, Lord have mercy. That's a fake steal, though, right? Because most teams in the NBA – Outside of Golden State, the Lakers, mm. Indy, I mean, not Indy, I'm sorry, the Nets. That I'm talking about contending type teams. Chicago. Chicago. But they, Chicago is like, they feel young to me. Even though oh, they're playing well, oh, they just feel DeMar young. Mark DeRozan's having an MVP type year, man. No, he's, no, he's I know, a... but they just feel young. Even though they're playing well, they just feel well, they, young. They, they feel put together, like they just got well, put they together. Just put yeah, together. that's yeah. what I mean when I say young. So what I was going to say is, most teams got uh, two guys. These dudes got three. And but, when they missing one, they still – their two is better than your three. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's not just three, Jay. Like, you can even call what the Bucks have. Some people call it a big three. No. It's the it's, – they have two guys who've won MVPs, and the third guy – is maybe the most skillful player who ever lived. Like, it's not just a big three. Even the Lakers' big three, and I think people are sleeping on the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to catch fire in the second half. But even the Lakers' big three, no one ever had three guys on the floor together, Jay. Who at their size or below has had this level of handles with shooting from all three levels spread across three different dudes? It's never happened before. Nobody. Look, it, it, it's it's different, man. It's uh, what they have is different, and now that it can travel, that's scary. You know, the defense travels. All right, now the Brooklyn Nets can travel with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, it's that's a problem. Um, All they got to do is add AB to the equation. It'd really be a traveling. Speaking circuit. of AB, <laughs> speaking of AB, Key, you said wait till you see his social media today, right? Well, we've uh-huh. already been into it. He's going back and forth. Well, he's showing text exchanges between him and supposedly Bruce Arians and Alex Guerrero. Now he has tweeted. Uh-oh. AB has. Don't get it twisted. My brothers have been good to me. From Tom to practice squad, we were a top-level unit. They have been good to me and knew nothing about my talks with Coach last week. The team mishandled this situation. They let me down and, more importantly, my teammates. Can I add, wasn't it Coach Bruce Arians that said in the post-presser that A.B. never told him he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, so 
you know, everybody's like, oh, well, A.B. is always something. I'm like, well, A.B. stayed here and saying, no, I, Coach knows I was hurt. Why would he say in the post-press conference that I never told him he was hurt? It's interesting to me. He has a valid point here. No, you're right. But the whole thing about the, the, the boy who cried wolf, right, is that one day there might be a oh. wolf. And if you've been crying wolf well, for long enough, no one's going to believe That's you. That's why I say you got to show the evidence. I mean, yep. he's, but he's, he's coming with evidence. evidence. He's coming with receipts. But sometimes that wolf ate you by the time people show up with reinforcements because of the evidence, right? There is, oh, my God, there really is a wolf. Too late. Yeah. You know, like, maybe that's what happened. So you're guilty yeah, until proven innocent I pretty think, much, right? I At a certain point, yes. I think receipts that will calm some waters here in a little bit. That's why I, yeah. I need At to see the receipts. it seems to me. Put yeah. them like on the table. a lot of evidence to show that he was done wrong. Yeah, it could be. Just because you messed up in the past doesn't mean that you're never in the right. He could be in the right here. Very we'll true. see. We will see. I just wanted to stop tweeting. <laughs> well, just Why? Stop, stop tweeting your routing number and your account number to your I want That's what I need you to stop. Listen tweeting. up, Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown and Kyrie and everyone who's made headlines in like 2021. You keep doing your thing in 2022. No, he should Risk give for the, the mill. Explosive information like you want, Max. You want yeah. the yeah, you oh, want yeah. the photos of the MRIs. He that's next to come. Ah, Stay tuned. He knows how to scratch just, me where I itch. Just tweet your. ETH number, just give me your Ethereum number. Let somebody send you money. Don't, don't put yourself in that situation. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Cryptocurrency? You know what? I, yes, keys. Let's get it. What are you oh, going to do with God. the 500 bucks keys going to owe you? Is That's what I want to know. Are you going to put gonna that gonna into crypto? I'm going to buy 0.0001% of Bitcoin. He's going to use cash for the rest of his life. Ethereum's down today, but Bitcoin is stabilizing. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is back tomorrow. In the meantime, stay tuned. Greenies next. Peace. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. 